You're gross. And it has it has chocolate chips in it. You're f***ing disgusting. My brother bought it. Come you down. just started talking about duty pellets, and now you are... <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. This is... Y'all, y'all heard. heard. I hope you keep in. Guys, I was talking about duty pellets. Yeah, go ahead. Explain yourself. And I started playing with a big chunk of brown slime. With, with air gross. quote, chocolate chips in it. <laughs> Oh, shoot! My phone is dying. Pete, I'm sorry, but I need to relocate. We need to pause. And my name is Pete Phillips. <laughs> oh, we're keeping this? <laughs> and my name is Marissa Phillips, so we're not related. Now, Our I... podcast is about... <laughs> this is a, a, a podcast uh, where two friends uh, like go to the craft store and we buy a bunch of fabrics that, like, they're on clearance, so we get like a really good deal on them. You're bored. And then we use them to reupholster, like a nice, like cute modern chair uh, that suffered lots of water damage in a recent storm. But now, I mean, after we reupholster it, it looks amazing because we're just that good at DIY crafting on a tight budget. I actually don't understand what just happened, but in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. I have to admit. That one made no sense. I just started going off on a tangent of like. I think uh, we're at least gonna make it like symbolic or like. I know. Related Never brought it in. back. Never brought it back. Yeah. I was like, what if Marissa and I lived together and we were so bored to death? <laughs> this is what we would do. Yeah. Reupholster yeah. chairs with uh, discount fabrics. <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah. How you doing this week, Marissa? Uh, it's been a rough week, guys. <laughs> been a rough week but let me think of something happy yeah i think that my happy thing for this week i had one but it keeps it keeps falling out of my head but i think the happy thing that i had this week is that nothing uh harmed me (laughs) good like i don't have any my good thing for this week is that i don't have anything noticeably horrible to talk about (laughs) Oh, oh oh okay so, two things. One is not good, but it, it was silly. Uh, I started live streaming my eating show on Twitch, but there was no sound on. So I did that for 34 minutes. <laughs> so I talked to myself for 34 minutes and posted it on the internet by mistake. No, you talked to the internet. They just couldn't hear you. Yeah. So I deleted it, but there are like four days where you could watch it 34 minutes of me in silence. Uh dancing and eating foods uh i told her that she should have dubbed it i kind of like that idea she didn't have the resources (laughs) guys didn't uh but also uh i promoted nerdino which is the philadelphia latino comic con at the puerto rican day parade and i will say that i did a count i think six people called me sailor moon one of them very specifically said i know who you are don't think we don't know who you are. You're Sailor Moon. And I was like, oh, my God. I was just like Sakura from Street Fighter, not Sailor Moon. And then a stranger took a picture of me and was like, I was visiting Philly. And I can't believe it. I saw Chun Lee. And I was like, shit. I was like, so I recorded a PSA in cosplay as Sakura Kasugano. I recorded a PSA related to that incident so if you'd like to see it i'm doing a plug up front go to at risk vandal at instagram 
because I'm very disappointed at how nobody knows who Sakura is from Street Fighter. Um, so that was a fun thing this week. Everything else was trash. Very nice. Trash, trash, trash. I'm in a dark place, guys. We're also recording much later than we usually do, so I'm just going to jump right to the icebreaker before we both fall asleep. So, Marissa, this one's a bit of an oddly worded icebreaker, but I heard something yesterday that made me think, like, oh, uh, I won't tell you what I thought. Okay, so, this is, like, one of your hypotheticals, okay? So you gotta you gotta ride this out with me a little bit. Okay. Tomorrow, like, tonight you go to sleep. Tomorrow you wake up from bed, and you sit up, and Carlos is there. And he Which looks... Which Carlos? I have a brother and brother, a father. Your brother. Okay. He looks younger and you're like what's going on what are you doing here and you realize you're in your bedroom at home your original home in cowtown and carlos is like this is my original home but continue well no for the sake of this example marissa okay okay and carlos goes how was it and you're like how was what and he goes the simulation how was it and he explains that it's the year 2008 and the past 10 years that you experienced is a simulation and you've only been asleep for five minutes how do you feel slash respond huh i'm so stoked because i've made so many mistakes <laughs> in my life and now i can do it over with new knowledge i'm so excited okay i could skip my email phase where i alienated my family i could not fall in love with a psychopath for six years I could major in something different. Whoa, whoa, slow college. down. It's only 2008. <laughs> so many things. Okay. Go ahead. How about you? I was just kind of like, I think I'd be really sad. Oh, <laughs> really? Like, I just exhausted all that energy to live through 10 years, and it's only been five minutes, and I have to do those 10 years again now, but for real? You know what's sad? Then me and Pete might not know each other. Well, that's why I picked 2008, because I thought oh, we met each other. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, so I said something that didn't make sense. I thought we met each other in, like, 2006-ish. Yeah. So that's so I, I couldn't redo high school. I could stop being in love with a person for, like, part of the time. If we were to go further than 2008, I swear, if I went back in time, like, much younger, I would have fought people. <laughs> Mo- no, I'm not even saying that to be funny. Like, I would have <laughs> fought people in high school physically. <laughs> Um, more often. No, I, I never have. <laughs> more often. I, I threatened someone once, but no, I like legit would. But okay, yeah, just college? Yeah, I still would. But I'm sorry, Pete, that it would exhaust you because you're in a simulation. Yeah. Well, it feels like I went through all that stuff and you're telling me now it doesn't count for anything? <laughs> yeah, but like, do you love where you are? No, but like, my brain, like, I'm going to be so tired. I'm going to be like, well, thanks. I got to go back to sleep again because I'm so tired. Oh, I slept way more in 2008, though. So that'd be awesome. Okay. We hope you all like those uplifting <laughs> answers. I think I'd be very torn, but my initial reaction would be like, oh, God, are you kidding me? For real? Uh, but I was listening to some podcast where they said something like that, and they were like, oh, yeah, no, it's just a simulation. And I was like, oh, oh my God, could you imagine if all of this was a simulation? And, like, like 
just social pressures and just like living and aging and everything like that and you're just like this is just a simulation and it's only a five minute window but like if i was really younger and i could like start putting creams on my face earlier (laughs) i have a problem (laughs) i'm afraid of aging guys i'm afraid of fine lines and wrinkles i don't understand why I'm a distinguished gentleman. Men, men, fine, men age like a fine wine. My lines are fine. <laughs> yeah, men age like a fine wine. Fine wine. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry if you haven't shut this off. Speaking Thanks. of fine wine. <laughs> Given that it's October, I thought that we would get into some scary business. So today I wanted to talk to you all about H.H. H. Holmes, who is often called America's first serial killer. I didn't know that anyone knew who H.H. H. Holmes was who didn't listen to last podcast <laughs> of the left. And I brought him up to someone. They're like, oh, did you read the book? And I was like, what book? Who knows who I, that is? Without shut up about books, bitch. <laughs> I read. <laughs> it's interesting that you should bring that up because I didn't know who H.H. H. Holmes was. In fact, the only reason I know who he is <laughs> is because of a really like mediocre canadian thriller that appeared on netflix one day oh what's it called it's called havenhurst and it stars julie benz who played rita in dexter if you watch that show oh, i was so hoping you were saying power rangers <laughs> <laughs> um but here in this movie she's playing a recovering alcoholic who takes up residence in a hotel after she finishes rehab the hotel is full of other addicts of various, you know, proclivities, uh, who, when they relapse, are evicted. What? <laughs> they're, they're they're killed. I get it, but ew. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's it's kind of like a, it's very, it's not, it's kind of scary at times, like for creepy factor, but it's not a violent movie in any way like that. Uh, so it's actually kind of a fun way to kill 90 minutes. Um, okay. S- spoiler, though, like I did just connect it with H.H. H. Holmes, so you're probably going to watch the movie with a little bit different of a lens than if you weren't thinking of H.H. H. Holmes. So, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, the son of H.H. H. Holmes is the killer, uh, and the building that it takes place in is in New York. And the plot twist is kind of like, oh, this is like a second murder castle that he was going to build. I also just want to say up front, Marissa, so that you don't think I coined the phrase murder castle. You do know that this is a particular structure. I'm not calling it a murder castle. That's what it's called. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I don't think that's like a a cool name. (laughs) You do, though. So... After I Would you like to come back to my murder castle? That's what Pete's pickup line is. Only so, on Halloween, though. Yep, that's Only why, on Halloween. That's why I'm so successful with the ladies. No, that's terrible. Hey, Every uh, lady you've had, you've been very successful with them. Hey, you want to come back to my murder castle? But I can't see that ever going good. You can't say it like that. You go, hey, hey I want to come back to my murder castle. Oh, my, my murder cat. Oh. <laughs> I, like, lost track of my own words as they were coming out of my mouth. <laughs> and I, like, stopped saying it. I don't, I'm going to listen to this episode later just so I can know what I said. 
Anyway, go ahead. So, after I see this movie, I did a weird dive into H.H. Holmes, which involved me watching a documentary that's on Amazon Prime that's about H.H. Holmes. However, I discovered in my research that not everything that's claimed in that documentary is true. What I've tried to do with this is bring you the most reliable facts that I could find. I would also recommend after this, not instead of this. A three-part series last podcast on the left did on H.H. Holmes. Did you listen to it? No. I was just going to say I don't have that kind of time, but I realized that'd be a lie. (laughs) Yes, you do. But continue. (laughs) So... First off, I am not somebody who's interested in serial killers at all. It's not like, like, ooh, uh, or anything like, like I'm I not am, really... but I feel like saying that is the equivalent of telling people I have a gluten allergy. I so I try to tell that anyone. you like wrestling. <laughs> yeah, like, ugh. Go so ahead. that wasn't my fascination. I will get to why this particular person fascinates me after I give you the overview, which is this. H.H. Holmes has nine confirmed kills from 1891 to 1894. And that doesn't sound amazing by today's spree-killing standards, but nine people in the 1890s is pretty decent if you're a killer, and there are a lot of mistruths about him, but I will try to work with the facts. As I is mistruths a word? I didn't know it was a word. There's untruths. This guy traveled a lot, and so... <laughs> I don't okay. know. I'm not saying it wasn't. I was really meaning like, oh, is it? Sounds I wasn't right making fun of you. Okay, continue. One of the things I find pretty fascinating about this guy is he traveled a lot. And so, like, in the 1800s, if you travel a lot, you can get away with, like, reinventing yourself in a new place oh, pretty easily. Awesome. <laughs> so that kind of helped him be a weirdo. Yeah, you couldn't, like, Google him and see other people going, like, who is this weird guy who I work with or something like that. So, anyway, he began his life in New Hampshire as Herman W. Ooh, I meant to I meant to look this one up. It's, it's spelled like Nugget, but with an M. But I don't think it's Mugget. Mm. I think it's Nugget. Mugget. But Mugget is like Nugget. That's not right. I would have remembered that. Mugget. Anyway, listen, his real name is H.H. H. Holmes. So he's a smart kid in school, uh, and this resulted in him being bullied, according to his own account of his life, his own written notes. Um, Later on, he goes to college. He is not featured, though, in the University of Michigan's admissions pamphlets. (laughs) But uh, he did go there for medical school, where he learned about anatomy and chemistry, two areas that would help him in the future. Eventually, he graduates, uh, though some are suspicious that he took a little too much joy in working with bodies as objects uh, rather than, like, the sanctity of a a human body. He also allegedly, while he's in school, starts being a con man. Uh, He works out a lot of plans to swindle life insurance policies by passing off people's corpses as, you know, real people's bodies and collecting money on them. Um, But as he travels more and more after college... He learns a lot more about how to trick people, and he, re- again, reinvents himself as Herman Howard Holmes. This um, is actually the um, inspiration for the movie Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. Continue. <laughs> so he's really smart, and he is, again, with this sort of like reinvention of himself, I feel like he's just capitalizing on this disconnected American landscape that we have at at the end of the 1800s. So 
He goes to Chicago in the mid-1880s, and he finds himself a job in a pharmacy that's outside the city in Englewood. Eventually, he takes over the store that he's working at. Some mm-hmm. people say that the store owner mysteriously vanished along with his wife. Uh-oh. This is also uh, the inspiration behind Sweeney Todd. Continue. <laughs> in fact, that documentary that I mentioned before, which I have the title of in this part of it, it's called H.H. Holmes, America's First Serial Killer, cites that as a truth, but the store owner actually just sold the store to Holmes and lived out the rest of his life into the 1900s in Englewood. So he didn't actually oh. kill those people. It's just kind of a cooler story if it makes it sound like he killed yeah, people yeah. and took their pharmacy. Um, that <laughs> is according to a 2003 biography of Holmes called H.H. Holmes, The True History of the White City Devil. A book that is being adapted, by the way. By What's Martin. the White City? I guess that's Chicago. Oh, that's weird. Okay. That's White City Devil, not White Devil City. <laughs> That would be Washington, D.C., am I right? So, uh, this book is being adapted by Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. Right now? Yes, yes. It's supposed to come out in uh, 2019. The sequel to Catch Me If You Can. Right, right. (laughs) Holmes actually just has tons of money coming in from this pharmacy and all these insurance scams that he's running. Um, And he saves up enough to put money down on a property that's across the street from the pharmacy. Okay. It's about the size of a whole city block, the the space that he buys. So he lays out some plans, and construction begins on a three-story mixed-use building. There's going to be some retail on the you know, bottom floor, some apartments on the second floor, and then what happens is the World's Fair is, is happening in Chicago. Yeah. And so they add a third level to the building, thinking that they'll be able to, again, rent them out as hotel rooms or apartments, you know. But but here's the thing. He kind of trumps a bunch of people because... Like Donald Trump's or like... Yeah. Like the steel companies sue him because he didn't pay them for the materials. Like he ordered the materials, they dropped oh. off the materials and he didn't pay them. Oh. Then the architects built the, like put together the plans for him, but he wouldn't pay the architects either. And then the furniture suppliers dropped off all the furniture, but he wouldn't pay them either. Wow, okay. <laughs> Eventually this hits the news, newspapers, right? So now there's actually something in print about H.H. Holmes and investors pull out of the project, which leaves him with a mostly finished building to basically play around in and play he did oh man when it was analyzed after his crimes were discovered they found mazes of hallways staircases soundproof walls trap doors that would lead to chutes that victims would slide down into the basement that sounds so fun there were secret passageways some rooms had no doors uh whatever that's all about Uh, And then the basement was equipped with a giant furnace so that he could burn bodies, a pit of quicklime that would aid in decomposition, and a whole bunch of acids that he would use to presumably help dispose of evidence. But also he combined these chemicals to create harmful gases. And so, for example, one room had vents. He would pump this gas into the room. And if you were sleeping, you might find yourself just dying in your sleep. Or if you woke up, he would have all the doors latched and everything, and you would just die from gas poisoning without yeah. ever, you know, having an opportunity to get out. Holmes himself says in his autobiography, quote, I could not help the fact that I was a murderer, no more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. Oh, shut up, Dick. <laughs> Which is kind of cute. 
so this guy had this is by the way what fascinated me about this particular individual in history he had a spirit within him and he made his dream into a reality now i am not he saying that an inspiration <laughs> i am not saying that to to reduce any sanctity of life for the people that he killed but come on <laughs> this guy again made his dream come true are you jealous no but i kind of do admire it a little bit okay he had this vision it was real messed up but he was really clever he got all this stuff together he got all this money together and all these kinds of things you heard it here first pete's role model is hh <laughs> H. holmes <laughs> but i think the other part of this that i find pretty fascinating about him is in his trial he admitted to killing 27 people we can factually track down that he killed nine people but he claims to kill 27 people and then they start doing some research a couple of years later and they start to find that a lot of the people that he said he killed aren't even dead <laughs> oh so he just wanted to look cool like yeah he was like oh the first person i killed was my roommate in medical school and then again it's not like you can google the guy back then but eventually yeah. they're like oh uh you're supposed to be dead. H.H. Holmes said he killed you. And he's like, this is embarrassing. Right. Like, what a tool. Yeah, he was my roommate. I hated that guy. <laughs> Always had hot pockets everywhere. Oh, man. <laughs> everywhere. Fell, fell apart everywhere. It's the 1800s, Pete. They don't have hot pockets. Come on. <laughs> they have hot trouser trenches. <laughs> That's diarrhea. So, <laughs> even Ew. in the end, you're not really sure what to make out of this guy. But you can very easily and clearly make out that he's a killer. He's a sociopathic killer by many accounts. So this con man cons his way into owning a huge, th again, city block sized three story building where he can murder people whenever he wants. And this is in a period, again, where the world's fair. This is why it's a little am people are a little ambiguous about his numbers, because the world's fair came to Chicago and Englewood the town that he was in had a bustling railroad station that would take people into Chicago and it's mm -hmm. cheaper to sleep in Englewood than it is in Chicago. So a lot of times people try to build this into a really grand story and say any number of people could have come in through Englewood and he could have killed them and yeah. their deaths wouldn't have been reported or anything because you might just take a train, go someplace. And if you're alone or you're, you're with a, another person and he kills both of you, Nobody's really going to know what happened. Yeah. In fact, a lot of places back then, and they call these pulp magazines, would blow the number up to 200. They would say that he killed oh, wow. 200 people. But again, most of that has been debunked. What does a pulp magazine mean? I don't know. I should have looked it up. Oh, okay. Marissa, what? What, are you, what are your thoughts about H.H. Holmes up to this point? I think he's... He, I, I mean, I love the idea of like this like big, half-finished building to do stuff in, but I don't like that he killed people but i think he's a he's definitely a visionary see yeah definitely. i like how i just said see and now you're on my side <laughs> so pete doesn't like that i'm intrigued by the dark web but he idolizes hh <laughs> Holmes. to be clear i do not idolize hh but let's talk a little bit more so if you're like uh, if you're like me and you're like you know this guy is definitely he was sick and disturbed and perhaps if he got medical help i mean he was great he apparently was very charismatic and everything he seemed to have a lot of great qualities 
Uh, he just used them for the wrong thing. Well, uh, he was also married to three women at that same time. Oh, my God. <laughs> In, In 18- different towns? or <laughs> Yeah, this was part of his traveling gig. In 1878, he married his first wife named Clara. They were He was 16. I don't know how old she was. They had a son. In 1886, he married uh, Murda Belknap. But this is when he was in Minneapolis. After he marries Murda Belknap, he files for divorce from Clara, saying that Clara cheated on him, which, you know, what a white guy. And uh, (laughs) uh, except here's the thing. The divorce never finalizes. So he's technically married to Clara and Murda at the same time, except... In 1894, when people sort of catch on to him being a suspicious character a little bit, uh, he (laughs) marries Georgiana York in Colorado while he was on the run from charges of arson. And yeah, that's that's those are his three. What did he light on fire? That's the thing. He just loved scamming insurance companies. And so he burned a building and tried to collect money on it. I couldn't I couldn't actually I did spend about 10 minutes trying to figure out exactly what he set on fire and what he was running for. But I know this much. He goes to Fort Worth, Texas, and he goes, you know what? I'm going to settle down here. And then he starts, Marissa, to try to build another murder castle. Oh, wow. <laughs> but this time, the investors are a little more shrewd. And they know Holmes, about him already? Or no, no, they don't know about him, but they recognize his scams right away. Uh, He's arrested for selling mortgaged goods. So he was selling things that he didn't pay for or own yet. Yeah. So they put him in jail. When he's in jail, he meets a guy who hooks him up with a lawyer who's willing to aid him in insurance scams. Wow. He's really committed. Right. When he gets out of prison, Holmes plans to fake his own death. But he actually goes through with it, and the insurance company doesn't pay any money because they're like, this guy's a scamming tool. Why are oh. we going to pay him any money? So basically, it's like, if H.H. Holmes is going to collect on this particular claim, we're not going to pay it. That I couldn't find something as explicit as that, but that was the vibe that I got from things. So what he does instead is he goes, you know what? Hey, Benjamin Patezel, you're my buddy. We've been working on a lot of scams together. How about we fake your death? Is that cool with oh, you? Oh, no. And Benjamin's like, absolutely, except Eugene Holmes is such a monster, he can't fake Benjamin Pitezel's death. He actually Aww, kills him. That's so sad. <laughs> he, um, he's been working with this guy for years, and yeah, just for the sake of, I think, like a, a $5,000 payout, which, that's, by the way, oh, must be a, a ton lot, of money yeah, in, in, in that time. So what happens is he, okay, there's a few different accounts of this. Holmes says he chloroformed him, and then when he chloroformed him, he realized that he wasn't dead, so he burned him. Okay. And that's what killed him. But scientists have said that uh, they think that the chloroform was applied post-mortem. So they think that he burned the guy and then put chloroform on him because chloroform... They Basically, what they tried to say was, if he gets arrested and put on trial or something, he'll say, oh, no, the man chloroformed himself to death. Because he was committing suicide or something. Okay. But anyway, that's too technical. Here's the thing. He doesn't stop there, okay? What I didn't tell you is that Benjamin Patezel has... I'm sorry. I think I said Benjamin. Benjamin (laughs) Patezel has five kids and a wife, insurance scam. They get no money. All the money goes to H.H. Holmes. He He gets caught in Texas 
for stealing a horse. Okay. What are you doing, you moron? This is the thing. At this point in researching H.H. H. Holmes, I'm just like, oh, so you're one of those people out there who think the world just owes you whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's what happens. He steals a horse in Texas, and they say that the penalty for stealing a horse in Texas is as bad as insurance fraud in Philly. So what <laughs> he does is he says... I don't want to be put up on charges for stealing a horse in Texas. You're going to have to send me to Philadelphia and I will, you know, stand trial for insurance fraud there. Why? Like, why would they give him that option? Why would he choose that? You just said that it's about the same. I may have had that wrong. Okay. Oh, 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 why? Okay. They said that I did have it wrong. They said that the, <laughs> the price you pay for stealing a horse in Texas is crazy compared oh. to, <laughs> compared to, what I, you know, and maybe he thought he could get out of insurance fraud a little bit more. But yeah, why did more. they give him a choice? So they extradited him to Philadelphia, and here's the thing: he's wanted uh, again for so many different things all over the place. He pick, he goes to Philadelphia, and he thinks he's going to have an easier time there. But here's the other thing: since Carrie Patezel was married to Benjamin, the police think that she was also in on the insurance scam oh, because no. she stands to collect money, even though she didn't. And so what happens is they're both <laughs> on trial. Oh uh, my and, and what Holmes does is he goes, listen, here's what I'm going to do. There's no way, and I'm paraphrasing, of course. He's like, there's no way they're going to convict you. You got two kids to take care of. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I jumped ahead. You got five kids to take care of, but I'm screwed. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go off to Toronto. I'm going to run for Canada where they can't get me. Everything's going to be fine. And how about this? Since you have no money and you can't afford to raise five kids, why don't you give me three of your kids? I'll take them to Canada. What? They'll have a, they'll have a better life, and this I'm is rich. Insane. And I and I got all this money, so it's not going to be a problem for me. And Carrie's like, okay, Marissa, what do you think happens next? He kills them. Three kids. He kills three kids. He puts two girls in a suitcase, cuts What's a hole point, in it. Though? This one just seems like, wh why are you even going through all this trouble? Cuts a hole in the suitcase and then, you know, fills it with uh, exhaust, basically. Uh, and then the girls die. And then I'm trying to find his name. This one's sad. Okay, I, I thought I had his name in here and it would help me find my place. But he puts the two girls in a trunk. In a trunk, Yeah, gasses them. Then he drugs the son and he chops him up into pieces when he's in Toronto. And then he buries the bodies of the girls in the basement, and he basically tries to burn the body of the son, except he has the teeth left over. By the way, like, he doesn't have his own place in Toronto. He's doing this at a rental property, which I think That's is really, amazing. really messed up. <laughs> yes. So at this point, he's supposed to stand trial in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is like, where is H.H. H. Holmes? Enter Frank Geyer. The Philadelphia detective who tracks Holmes to Toronto, discovers the bodies of the two girls and the teeth in the fireplace, which casts a light on H.H. H. Holmes' shady goings-on. And then they basically send word to Chicago, and Chicago's like, we're going in that castle, damn it. We're going to find out yeah. what the hell's going on there. And they find all these bodies and all this blood and all this evidence in there as well. So it's pretty much a done deal at this point. He faces a jury. They unanimously find him guilty. The sentence is that they sentence him to hanging. And that was redundant, and I apologize. Um, mm. When they pull the trap door, his neck doesn't break. So he actually has to hang there and strangle. It takes him 15 minutes to die. Oh, wow. 
People do Netflix comedy specials in 15 minutes. So if you think that doesn't sound like a long time, <laughs> it's kind of a long time. Yeah, that sounds horrible. But here's the thing, Marissa, and I never, ever understand this when it comes to death. H.H. H. Holmes is hanged for all this murder, and he knows that he's going to be hanged, so he does a couple of things. He writes down some, some autobiography memoirs, and then since he did so many messed up things with bodies over the years, mm -hmm. he is freaked out that people might do the same thing with him, uh, that people might sell his body or grave robbers so or something what? like that. So he says, encase my body in cement and bury me 10 feet deep so that nobody can get me. And they do. Why would they do that? That's the thing I don't understand about people's last wishes. It's like, they're your last wishes. You're not going to know whether we deliver on them or not. They so should have cut them into a thousand pieces. So again, I'm not, fire. I'm not saying that they should have welcomed grave robbers in to seal the body or no, anything like that. No, they should have. They should have given a piece, <laughs> one piece each to every scientist in grave robber. I don't understand why they would have treated him any differently. Yeah. So this is the end of H.H. H. Holmes, widely regarded as the first serial killer in America. Woo! Or is it? Dun-dun! Uh, it is, but some people think that stuff that happened after his death is spooky and related to him. Uh, for one, the criminal who hooked him up with the lawyer while he was in jail, that guy ended up dying in a holdup in 1909, which doesn't really sound spooky to me because he was a criminal and he just ended up in another criminal yeah. scenario that didn't work out so well. That's stupid. In 1914, the old caretaker of the murder castle killed himself. He claimed that he had been haunted by hallucinations related to acts that took place in the building. What's more, the building itself was burned severely in August of 1895. Now, Holmes hanged in 1894. So within the next year... The building caught on fire. Investigators found a half-empty gas can under the back steps. So whether someone was burning it for one reason or another, I'm not really quite sure. But again, this is a gigantic building. So some of it had to be destroyed, but some of it remained. The last bits fell 42 years after Holmes's death. And then later, the U.S. Postal Service opened a building on the site. <laughs> that is fun! And a number of people claim that the building slash property is haunted, but, you know, people have died everywhere in the world where it isn't haunted. So... Have any postmen killed people in that building? Not necessarily in that building, but... Okay. Holmes's descendants, his kids, grandkids, etc., they all led normal lives and caused no more harm to the world than you or I. Or no. <laughs> right. But there are those serial killer-loving people out there. Uh, they can't leave well enough alone. The History Channel aired a special that hinted that H.H. H. Holmes actually bribed some guards at the prison, and he was never actually killed. He escaped to South America, and he is still alive today, which, by the way, doesn't make any sense, right? Mathematically with that? Right. <laughs> He'd be yeah, okay. well over 100. He's immortal. So his great-grandchildren actually paid to have the body exhumed. So they dug 10 feet deep, cracked into the cement, they tested the body. Here's a gross thing. The, there was no DNA because it was encased in cement. Everything just sort of rotted away or, or whatever. Uh, the only thing that was left was his mustache, which is nasty to me. That's disgusting. His bones were also there. So they did a dental match in order to identify his body, and they found that Did they 100%. put the mustache? Like, did they keep the mustache on the skeleton, like on his skull? No, no. Like the mustachioed skeleton man? Okay. But this might be interesting for you, Marissa. Holmes, uh, so the, anyway, they test the body. They put him back in the ground, case closed. Did he they put is, his mustache back? 
I think so. Okay. He's buried in a small town outside of Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, outside of Philadelphia. And this small town is out by Darby. It looks like the town itself is 40% cemetery. <laughs> well, do you know what the name of the town is? I can get it for you, but I didn't put it in yeah, here because I, I wasn't sure I could say it grave. right. So, That's one last thing about this topic, which is kind of morbid and kind of borderline not okay. There's an illustrator named Holly Carden who seems very active at illustrating giant planned things in Nashville. She actually made an interesting graphic uh, that depicts what the murder castle looked like uh, based on the floor plans and the architectural plans and everything like that. It's really cool to look at. Uh, you can even get it as a puzzle if you wanted to and put it together and look at all the little bodies. That sounds kind of fun. Thing. Yeah. Any questions about H.H. H. Holmes, Marissa? I gave you everything I have, so don't ask any good questions like, hey, did you talk about this thing? Because I <laughs> won't have any answer. <laughs> I guess not. I listened to the three-part series, and yours was pretty thorough, but I liked it. It was very interesting. Here's the thing. One of our mutual friends used to say this a lot to me, to each his own. And I used to have a lot of problems with that. And our mutual friend, Alicia, would be like, I don't know why you have to be like that. <laughs> People should be able to do what they want. Well, H.H. H. Holmes did what he wanted, and it resulted in the death of nine people, three of which were children. <laughs> but Pete and quite honestly, him. he was just following his inner spirit, you know? Yeah. I'm jealous <laughs> of anybody who has that much vision and follows through with it. <laughs> People on the dark web have that much spirit, and they follow through with it. <laughs> yep. So that is it about H.H. H. Holmes. Yay! It's time for plugs. My only plug for this week, or for this episode, would be Havenhurst that movie on netflix it's on there now it is october you're looking for something spooky to watch but not something too scary to watch so if you have netflix you can just look it up it is havenhurst not ravenhurst or any other is there another of, movie uh, called ravenhurst not that i know of but i've never heard of havenhurst before oh, okay maybe it's havenhurst because haven and hurst you have the hh maybe that's a little tip of the hat but uh anyway Give it a shot. You might I like it. I wish there was Ravenhurst, which is the same movie, but with That's So Raven. That By the way, I did not ruin the whole movie, okay? There's actually still a couple of twists and turns that you'll be like, whoa, Pete ruined the movie for me, but I didn't expect to see that. <laughs> okay. So it is still worth watching. Don't be like, well, Pete already gave away the ending, so, uh, you know. I'm going to plug Sleep because it's luscious Sleep's and beautiful. Sleep's awesome. Oh, my God. Love it. Yeah. That's all. Hashtag sleep. If you love sleep or you love H.H. Holmes, call us at 570-PODWOD1. 570-PODWOD1. Bye. Hi. Hi.